Welcome everyone to the Women in Maintenance podcast, a place where women in maintenance share their stories. I'm your host, Caitlin Young-Gilbert, CMRP and the Chief of Staff at Upkeep. I'm also the founder of the maintenance community on Slack over at upkeep.org. Each episode, I'll be meeting with female leaders in maintenance to discuss their career journeys and share best practices to help other women within the maintenance community thrive. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Charlie K. Matthews on the show. Charlie, welcome. Thank you. I am so excited to be here with you. I am such a fan of yours and everything that y'all are doing. So thank you for having me. No problem. We were just discussing off air how you were my very first um, podcast host, the first podcast I was a guest on. So this is full circle. So I'm so excited to have you here. Beyond being the first person who ever, ever interviewed me, Charlie is the founder and CEO of Empowering Brands um, that helps customers and users make valuable connections. Charlie is a thought leader in the pump industry with more than 17 plus years of experience connecting pump professionals around the world. She also advocates for women empowerment within the industry to help bridge the gap in the workforce and celebrate women's achievements. Welcome to the podcast again, Charlie. Really excited to learn from you today. I am so excited. Um, I love, you know, looking back at in your bio every time, you know, it's a little different each time you're on one of these things. Uh, but wow, I'm approaching 20 years in the industry. That is just fun. You know, I've met so many people. So I'm having uh, a blast being on here with you. And if the people who didn't see your episode, we definitely need to make sure that they go back and listen to your story because um, you're also amazing. So thank you so much for saying that. I feel like one of the best parts about launching a podcast is that you get to have conversations with people that you really admire. And then, you know, you just have a, a bunch of other people listening in on it later. <laughs> That's right. So we're just going to love on each other through this. Y'all are just going to be able to um, just have that conversation along with us today, right? That's right. That's right. Would you mind just starting us off, um, sharing a little bit more about you, your background, um, and how you're introduced to the field of maintenance and reliability? Yes. So just kind of by happenstance, I was selling advertising for a pump magazine uh, while I was in college. And, you know, it just fell in my lap. And I really enjoyed the travel to different trade shows and seeing the equipment. And so, you know, that was my start. But I have to say, um, maintenance and reliability, I think about my dad and he always had kind of this tool shed in the back and I was always getting in trouble for like taking his tools and not putting them back where they go. Um, but, you know, I think he's definitely uh, influenced there and, you know, he worked at BF Goodrich, which is a tire company here. And he was a, a mechanic on, on, uh, in the Navy. So a diesel mechanic. And so there's just a, a lot there in the history that I think is important. But on the reliability side, when I think back on the first time I was introduced to reliability, I had a meeting down in Florida and um, this wonderful lady gave me the book, Don't Just Fix It, Improve It. It was actually an audio book. And so I listened to it from, you know, Miami to Orlando, I think is where, where I was, something like that. And I was just like, I can so relate to this, the culture of, you know, don't just fix it, improve it, you know, constantly improving. I like, that's my jam. And so I just, I fell in love with that idea, that thought and this industry. And I love being able to, you know, learn from the maintenance community, all of the different ways that we can work in this maintenance and reliability community. So I know that was kind of long, but that was my kind of introduction there. I, I believe. I love it. Honestly, I, 
always feel like your passion for maintenance reliability for always learning always comes through. It's just something that's so true to who you are. And so that's why, I don't know, learning from you is always such a joy. And I think also why you've been able to build a really impactful, I would say empire based on empowerment in the space. Um, so what sparked the idea of empowering brands? And more specifically, what was the breakthrough you experienced that laid the groundwork for empowering women in industry? I thought back on that. And, you know, when I started my company, I was basically Googling names to come up with it, right? So powering pumps. I knew I wanted to do something with pumps because that was my network. And um, this infinity symbol came up. It was a necklace. It was part of an Avon campaign with Reese Witherspoon. And it was around domestic abuse uh, awareness. And, and really these were for the survivors or to support. And that just touched me, you know, that is very empowering. And so that was the word tied to it. And so because powering pump sounded too much like an on and off switch. Um, and I knew I wanted to do more than just power the pumps. Um, we went with empowering pumps and, you know, that led to that core, which I think is really who I am. Um, I do like to empower people. And so to give them the ability and authority to do something, um, and the platform. So created that platform. And I think before I even knew it, I was um, building this empowering brands. And so I love how things line up like that. Who would have thought when I was in a male dominated industry with 80% you know, males on our list that I would then start targeting women to um, really help and empower. It was such a risk and it was such a rewarding thing to do. And so empowered myself and my team to go through that and do that. But also now, we are using all of our tools that we've built to give people, um, and yes, women, um, I think if we empower our women, we're empowering our workforce, uh, as a whole. So I hope that answered your question and I love, it did. I love the empower. So I would just say empowering, right? Like that's my brand. What's next? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as you're mentioning, you're a trailblazer in making sure that you advocate for future generations of women in our industries. And I love your statement of we empower women, we empower the workforce in general. Um, what advice do you give to women looking to come into this industry, seeing those numbers and feeling daunted by it? You know, what advice do you give to really empower them to make that leap? I think I do want to encourage women to have a community. So if they are coming in and maybe they're the only in the room to reach outside of that space and find someone to just talk about the challenges with, talk about it, just be themselves around. Cause it is a little intimidating to walk into the room and be an only I know for a fact that in October, uh, the men that are going to be coming to our conference where it's predominantly women, they're going to feel that it's going to be a challenge, but if they have one more person to sit beside them and talk to uh, that's male, then it's going to feel a whole lot different and they will. So we want to encourage women to just have a community of other women. I think we get into the male dominated space and then we're just wanting to become men, right? Like we're going to fit in with them. We're going to do the work. We we've got this. And we don't have to blend in. We can stand out and be women and be ourselves, whatever that means to you. That's what I would say as far as advice goes. And then I, I did want to add one more thing. If you're feeling like that, that overwhelm uh, challenge, 
um, you're really focused in on yourself. And so look for ways that you can help others. If you, you know, look to help a certain group, uh, help, um, you know, even the men in your space, right? Just look for ways to help. And that's going to take that burden off of you uh, for focusing on all of the negative things that might be there. I love that. I think that's a great starting point for anyone who's feeling a little lost. You know, uh, first, what I'm hearing, seek out others. So maybe not in your immediate community or organization. There might be not someone who looks like you or has your perspective, but reach out. You know, our industry is huge and we have resources like the maintenance community where you're able to connect with others right outside your um, immediate community. And then also help others you know, figure out how you can become part of the group by focusing not so much on what makes you different or worrying what others might be thinking, but focusing your energy on providing value and doing good work. So I love that advice. It's very actionable. Thank you, Charlie. And with community in mind, I do think it's important for us to talk about the importance of diversity, equity, inclusion within our industry. So how can we empower those who haven't found the courage to use their voice and, and become involved in these spaces? First, I want people you know, to look around and see if they are just talking to people that look like them, if they're just talking to people that don't have a different of opinion um, than they do, um, then they need to start by bringing um, people in or going out and intentionally reaching out to grow their community. But for somebody um, that's there who is wanting to be involved, I think the, the big part of that is for our leaders to, to look to them and see how you can include them. But first you have to let people know that you do wanna participate, that you do wanna be involved. And, and maybe there is a challenge. Maybe you're uncomfortable speaking up in front of um, you know 20 plus people, whatever it is, pull them aside and talk to them and really give them a, your comfort level. What, what would help you? Maybe you need to be asked a question in this setting so that you can respond or have the questions beforehand that you can talk to. So just look at ways that you can within your own comfort zone first participate and then stretch out, look for people that aren't like you. And again, look for, for how you can help them. I think that's really key to joining in a conversation um, and really feeling that you are included in that um, is by adding value and, and look for ways that you can do that in your comfort zone first, I think is important. I think that's an incredible call out because perhaps women who are looking to join this industry feel like I really want to be in maintenance reliability, but I don't also want to become like the next Charlie Matthews that's speaking on behalf of women and bringing up the next generation. Like I would like to do my role and focus on that. And I think it's important to know that it's not your responsibility as women in the industry to always be, you know, be presenting and, and in an uncomfortable way, play a role that you're not ready for. So if you're focused on your own excellence and making yourself comfortable and making small changes um, in your organization, that's just as powerful, you know? So there isn't an, um, an expectation to speak for all women in the industry if you're not ready to do that. Um, and that is wanna... hard, Caitlin. Yeah. That is so hard to do when your energy is not there too. So um, I just want to speak to people on that a little bit more because I see that challenge. I've been through that challenge. I mean, the first time somebody asked me why I'm empowering women, you know, um, it was a hard question to answer because I wasn't prepared. Um, now I, I can say it's important. So, you know, it's easy. That's an easy answer, right? I'm doing it because it's important, but you know, it's challenged to kind of want to take on all of that. And especially if you don't feel like, and we do this a lot, right. We're not qualified, right. We, the imposter syndrome creeps in and, um, we're not 
able to do this, but I want to say that you know, wherever you are, you do have the ability to create change in that space. And so if you feel something very strongly in your gut, that this is the way things should be, then you do need to find a way to talk about that to someone. Again, it doesn't have to be like Charlie shouting uh, from the rooftops. Okay. But you know, find your way to make a difference. And um, if you're hitting a roadblock, that is when you need to have support from others and you need to look outside of what you can do yourself to help. But I'm with you. It's looking and knowing that being yourself and empowering yourself is the first step. And then you get to decide. And that's the biggest part. You have permission for me to do these things, um, but then you get to decide what is important to you, what your values are. And I think that's really what end of the day, if you're pushing for something, whether it's more women in STEM, uh, more women in rights for women, whatever that is for you um, in that space you're going to be passionate about it. You're going to know this is one of your core values that you want to do. Uh, for me, it's women in industry across the board. It's supporting our, you know, maintenance and reliability community because I love the community, male, female, uh, however you want to describe yourself, I'm for that. And I want to be here to help our industry grow. And, and in order to do that, we do have to have willing people ready to step up and be our role models, be our industry experts that teach and educate and inspire, not just for future generations, for us today. I mean, I know, uh, Caitlin, I look to you. Um, we're looking for other women to be on here and, you know, be part of the podcast and be part of this group so that we can see them and, and that you'll be inspiring us as well. So don't think I'm always, I got to be filled up too, y'all. So, so send me some love um, and then we'll definitely send it back to you. Amazing. I just love our conversations because I look to you as like one of my unofficial mentors, just bringing that on you. And so I'm curious, you know, did you have a mentor? throughout your career, did you have people you were coming to to fill you up and, and give you that energy you needed? Yeah, I think it was more unofficial mentoring that happened. Um, I do follow a lot of people on social and I was kind of looking to what they were doing. Um, Carrie O'Malley in the industry media space is one that I'd like to call out, but really I just read their stuff. I listened to their podcasts. I listened to their books and then you know, along the way, there are people that I would consider a mentor, not formally. Um, and I think that's how I mentor other people too, right? Is um, I do want to share and I look for stories, right? Uh, I'm sporting my scar today from my heart surgery because, you know, you want to have this story that will help others um, and share that. So no matter what, that's why I'm telling stories. If you ever hear me or, or see my posts, um, it's not for me. Sometimes it is. Um, I'm talking to myself. Um, I do that sometimes. Um, and so I send out these messages in hopes that it will help somebody. It will mentor um, people as we, we go forward. And that's how I learned. And I look forward you know, to learning more that way. And um, I do want to have an official kind of leadership program. I'm working on that so that I can give my time to others. And so sit in a room with you know five or six people and grow together in the leadership forums. Um, so look for that, I guess, in 2022. That's my goal for 2022. So can you share with our listeners how to connect with you, how to keep tabs so that they know when this the 2022 leadership platform launches and, and follow along with you? How can people connect with you? Absolutely. So you can connect with me on any social media platform. It's just Charlie 
with no E, K Matthews. Uh, so Charlie K Matthews and, you know, start with LinkedIn uh, as our professional ne network, everyone. Uh, but then I'm on all the, the ones. Instagram is my favorite. And then you can also take a look at my website, charliekmatthews.com. I'm going to be updating that soon, but you can find out a lot about me if you want to visit that now um, and kind of what I'm passionate about, my start um, and then in my journey because I've posted a lot of content. Right now, I am um, a host of the Empowering Industry podcast. So I have uh, a lot of audio and video content these days. Uh, so I need to get a little bit backwards and do some of the, the writing word there on my website. But I am looking forward to connecting with all of you and anytime. So I'm an open book is what I like to say. Uh, you can ask me anything and I am very responsive. I can attest to that. Charlie is super responsive and, and always giving incredibly sage advice. And if she doesn't know something, she will connect you with the right person or point you in the right direction. So thank you again, Charlie, for joining us today. It was such a pleasure. I, I okay. absolutely love just any conversation that we get to have any time I get to spend with you and the maintenance community. So thank you. And I love that you are doing the women in maintenance podcast. It's amazing. Thank you so much. That means that means a ton to me. Um, and thank you listeners for tuning in today for today's episode of women in maintenance podcast. My name is Caitlin Young Gilbert. I'm the chief of staff at upkeep and founder of the maintenance community. You can connect with me on LinkedIn under Caitlin Young Gilbert, or you could find myself and Charlie over in the maintenance community Slack group. Uh, you can join at upkeep.org and share any follow-up questions you may have from today's episode or suggest um, future topics or suggest some women in maintenance to join the podcast. I hope to connect with you all soon. Until next time, bye.